Welcome to the Unfiltered with Kara podcast. I created this podcast for one reason and one reason only. I want to help you live your best life while you journey out here as a human for an average of 28,000 days. Tune in for conversations, inspiration, tips and tricks for freeing yourself from the bullshit that weighs you down so you can create a full and happy life, a life that is worthy of you. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Unfiltered with Kara podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Very, very excited to share this amazing guest with you in this episode. Um, her Dean and I go way back in our Mary Kay days. We have been girlfriends for what? 12 years I've known her. Uh, we haven't seen each other in eight years and we recently got together for a girl lunch. And I was like, you know what? My people need to hear you speak. So I want to give you her Dean Mercier, who is a licensed clinical social worker, certified grief coach, retreat facilitator and transformational international speaker. She is also the host of the Redefining Grief podcast. Her Dean's life calling is to create non-judgmental spaces for broken hearts to heal and purposeful living restored. Alongside her husband and best friend, Dr. Jameson Mercier, they own and operate Mercier Wellness and Consulting. They use their expertise and experience to help individuals couples and families deal with the heartbreak and unresolved grief that lead to unhealthy coping skills. Without further ado, I give you her Dean Mercier. Tune in and listen to this amazing conversation I had with her. So welcome, 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 Miss Herdine Mercier to the Unfiltered with Camera Podcast. <laughs> so excited to have you. You and I go way back. Way back. Way, way back. So tell us about who you are, what you're up to, how you are um, carving your space and service in this world. You're an amazing, amazing human. Have a lot of respect for you, your husband, and so take it away. Thank you, Kara, so much for having. And you're right, we do have history, and that is that good history where we were learning and growing together in the world of Mary Kay. So yeah. I am so honored, and I'm so proud of you. Oh, I'm you. so proud of you of being committed to doing the emotional work so that you can live. Yes. So my life calling is really showing up authentically because I'm dying. Yes. And this is not a surprise to me. I've always known it since I was at the age of seven. And so my life work is saying helping individuals show up for their life by dealing with the unresolved grief in their life so that they can live. Yeah. I am not just her Dean Mercier. I'm the host of Redefining Grief podcast and I love what I do. I strongly believe that life isn't perfect, but the requirement of living it is. So mm. Oh girl, let me write that down. <laughs> life isn't perfect, 
but the requiring I of living. It is. It is, yes. I think we're so caught up in life to say, oh my God, this isn't happening. It's not right. Why is it going? What's going on with me? It's God isn't listening. I've been there. I'm raising my hand. Mm-hmm. But what I learned is God was always there. It was me that wasn't committed to going through the process of disruption. Yeah. Yes. So every time there was a disruption in my life, I would fall to my knees and say, God, where are you? And the moment I stopped asking him, when you going to take me, was the moment I started living. Oh, I freaking love it. I know exactly what you're talking about because I have been there. I've been through my valleys. You know, the thing is that people think life is made out of peaks, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, it's peaks and valleys for a reason. And there it's a lifetime of peaks and valleys. So Mm -hmm. if you're on a peak right now, guess what? There's a valley on the corner. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's expected. And if you can expect it, Yes. And you can just be here and now when you're here and now enjoy whatever that is. And when you are in your valleys, you are there um, as part of the school of life to learn what there is to learn. And I think that in your valleys is when, you know, God really gets your attention. Yes. And I think that's what the valleys are really for, because otherwise you just you forget. Yeah. And on top of that, we're not training ourselves mentally to prepare for the valleys because we don't expect any valleys. You know, a good, I call her my wisdom bestie and her name is Ebony and she's the founder of Queen Recognized Queens. And she was on the podcast one day and she said something that's always resonate with me. She said, if you believe you should not basically experience any heartache, you have no wisdom. No, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. Well said. You know, and like when you just said, I know I'm dying, you know, 28,000 days. That's how I put it. Everyone has their way. And, you know, yesterday I was having a conversation with my sister and, you know, she said something to me about some blocks she still feels when she's about to speak, you know, she holds herself back. And I said, but mama, you're dying. Mm -hmm. So every time you don't speak, you don't, you just robbed yourself an opportunity to speak in that moment and to live in that moment. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to be here forever. So speak because that's the only you that is. And people need to hear everything you got to say. So you can never really muffle yourself because it's a disservice, not only to yourself, but to the people who don't get the benefit of hearing you because you are dying. You're not going to be here available to speak forever. Yeah. I, so- I think the biggest thing that I take away from that, Kara, and I heard this, I think it was Dr. Miles Monroe, the richest place on the planet is the graveyard. Yeah. And every time I want to reset when I'm down in the valley, see, you got to know where you, what you have in your mental health tools to prepare you for war right? Emotional Mm -hmm. wounds that are going to come, that are going to come, and there's nothing you can do about it. I go take a walk in the cemetery, and I look at these names, and I see the dates, the dashes in the end, 
And typically I'm the only one walking in the sea. Yeah, I would think so. Cause that's not a common thing for that's people. That's not a common take thing. Take a walk at the cemetery. What you I doing today? I'm going to take even, a walk at the cemetery. <laughs> even when I travel, I travel with my family on road trips. They know mama has to go to see a cemetery because it doesn't matter what country, what state, what language, what finances, it doesn't matter. If you decide that your ending, your final resting place where your body goes to rot and your soul lives on forever, depending on what you believe, that body has an ending date. Yep. As much as I love my husband, Dr. Jameson Mercia, the love of my life, he cannot keep me alive. Nope. I cannot keep him alive. Yep, that's it. I am the mother of three amazing children, Azriel, Tamar, and Jason. I cannot keep them alive. And so what I learned from a very tender age of funeral hopping at seven if my parents didn't take me to these funerals, I would have a hissy fit because what I was learning at these funerals is what scripture says. Death is the destiny of everyone, but the living shall take it to heart. What I've learned is that the living isn't taking the lessons that the death came to teach us. See, I learned a man would never put his hands on me because I went to a funeral of a woman who was murdered by a man who said he loved her. Mm. I learned I never play with matches because I went to a funeral of a grandmother and four of her grandbabies. Till this day, I can see all five of the white caskets in front of the church because somebody played with the match. So every time I saw a news and I go, ooh, I need to take that life lesson of not drinking and driving to the next level. I will get in my car and drive four hours to attend that funeral if need be. Mm. See, death is serious. And the reality is just like milk, we all got an expiration date. Mm. You know, I, I say it that this way. I say we are all equipped when we come on this planet with our death certificate and our back pocket. We just don't know what dates on it. Come on now. We just don't know what dates on it, but it's there. And so, you know, it's this perspective for me anyways, that has had me really um, dedicated to living such a full life. And sometimes people will say to me, man, Kara, you're up to something else again. You know, you got your kids, you got the love, I mean, you got this, you got that. But it's like, yeah, man, I don't have a whole lot of time. So that's why I'm going so like, why do you need to be going so fast? Well, because I don't know when it's going to end. So I'm going to go as fast as I can so I can, you know, live as much as I can. So talk to me about, you know, your, your perspective on death, having gone, because I remember you used to say this about you going to these funerals and all of that and how that really filled you with this desire to live because you had all of these lessons of, you know, how, how this thing can end. So mm -hmm. What has that caused you to, um, to, to, to put in place or what kind, of, what kind of standards do you have for yourself as to how you are to live? And when you work with your clients, what kind of perspective do you give them 
you know, so that they can live a full life as well, understanding that death is always around the corner. You know what? I, oh, this is such a good question. And the reason I get excited about this question is because I think about my grief process that I went through myself. So I'm not just talking about it. I'm not just teaching you something. I'm like hardcore. This is what I went through to start living. I had to realize that although my heart was broken, I wasn't broken. And so in realizing that I created. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Although my heart was broken, I wasn't broken. People write this stuff down. (laughs) You know, because listen, we've all had heartbreaks and then we associate our whole life to like as if it's the world's ending. No, no, you're in a valley. Yeah. Yeah. But go ahead. Yes. And so these grief anchors talk about tell the truth. That truth anchor, truth liberates the soul. And sometimes we cannot show up for our life is because we're not authentically living because we have not designed the life we wanted to live. We are living the life everybody told us to live. Mm -hmm. So truth anchor, what is that truth? Is the truth looking in the mirror and saying, oh shit, it's me and not them. Mm. 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 Church. Church. (laughs) And I need you to really sometimes you gotta look in the mirror. See, Mm -hmm. it's me and not them. It's me and not my parents. It's me and not my husband. It's me and not the children. It's me and not the job. It's me and not the friends. And guess what? Hmm. Always you. Come on now. Chills. Okay, listen. Chills. Okay. It's always you. Because they don't get to treat you a certain way unless you show up to accept that or you attract that. They don't even get to be in your space unless you are attracting that. At the end of the day, it's you. It's It's you. And it's your grief. And it's your trauma unresolved that is attracting those things. Yep. That's the truth. So that's what it is. Anchoring truth. Anchoring truth. Anchoring in truth. So the second anchor that I teach my clients and myself is that examine your heart, that heart anchor. What's in the heart? What's your desires? Though your heart is broken, you can be restored. Your heart can be restored. What's the cracks in your heart? Have they happened to you at such an early age that you're so afraid to receive another heartbreak? Because life is about heartbreaks. Life is about saying healthy goodbyes. But we are so afraid for our hearts to crack that we're not willing to show up to live. Ooh. That was gold. We are so afraid for our hearts to break that we are not showing up to live. I say break my heart. Yes. Because guess what? At the end of the day, your girl is equipped to learn the lesson and keep moving. Yes. Yes. And guess what? If you're not equipped with the lesson, you will learn it in the heartbreak. Come on now. Okay. Okay. You build your tools as you go. That's how I got my toolbox. Yes. These tools that I have today, I 
it in half. I got them one heartbreak at a time. Yes. So yeah. I'm not afraid of the heartbreaks. You know, I often have these conversations. Just the other day, I was driving in Jameson's F-150. Lately, I really like sitting up high. I don't know if it's because the older I get, I don't <laughs> take the minivan. I really take his truck. So I can sit up high on the highway and just kind of watch everybody else. And I realize, damn, I love this man. But he's not guaranteed to be here forever. And that hurts. And so the only way I can beat death is to be present with him when I am with him. And make love to him like never before as if it is my last. Mm -hmm. It's to laugh out loud. And even when I'm upset with him or he's upset with me, is that we can still look at each other and feel the love and laugh out loud. Can you imagine how different this world would be if everyone showed up like that? If everyone loved like that? If everyone understood how precious these little moments are? Like they are life. They are, these are the moments that make up life. You know, I remember when I was 14, you know, as you know, that was like my first real encounter with grief when my, my father was murdered. The last moment I had with my dad he was dropping us off at school. I continued to replay because I was like, I didn't know it was the last moment. Mm -hmm. You know, you, don't, you just don't know. Mm -hmm. You don't know when that moment is the last. Mm -hmm. That's what makes cherishing every moment so important. And that's why when we talk about death is here to teach us something, mm -hmm. that's the lesson. That's the lesson. That's the lesson. It is that you don't know when that last moment is. And so be in the moment, be in that present moment and live as if that that's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. You know, because I think the greatest pain one can ever encounter is the pain of regret. Mm. And I think that's also why it's so important to live fully so you don't regret anything. I don't know, I don't know anything that could be more painful than you know, sitting at your deathbed or being in a situation where you really regret not doing when you especially, especially when you had the opportunity mm -hmm. and you coulda mm -hmm. and you shoulda, mm -hmm. but you didn't. You didn't. Right? Yeah. And so this is a perfect segue into the third anchor, which is the connection anchor. Who are we connected to emotionally that sees us and hear us without judgment? Mm. See, connection is so important to me because I think God created us to connect. Who are those individuals that you want to fertilize and nurture, because I think about a garden when I think about relationships and friends, right? Mm -hmm. Friends, husbands, mother, father, that you want to plant seeds in that will grow. And in thinking about my garden in my backyard, that is like my prayer place. That's where I go to plant my seeds. And in planting seeds, sometimes in these relationships, you're going to have weed 
And who is that individual saying, we got this weed growing. What are we going to do to work towards healing it? Mm-hmm. It's not about the number for me. It's about the quality in the relationship. Yes. yes. And my and wisdom. You have to know who those people are so that you're not spending and expending your precious energy. Yeah with the wrong people who don't have that deep connection and who are not as committed as you are yeah. to but, connection and to the growth and to that, you know, and, and, to, and to taking out those weeds. Mm-hmm. And I think it comes all the way back to the first, no, yeah, your first anchor, which is the truth, being in the truth. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is, some people will look at the weeds there and they just don't want to look at it. And they're like, oh, weeds, what weeds you talking about? I'm mm-hmm. not. It's being able to stay true and be able to say, no, this is happening. We have an issue here. Yeah. And I'm so yeah. committed to you. Yeah. And I'm so committed to this relationship that we are going to get our rakes. We're going to get our tools. <laughs> Pull them weeds out one by one. And if that means that I have to give you some space for you to be able to take a look at yourself and I'm there as a stance for you to support you as you do that and as you grieve and as you heal, then that's what I'm going to do because I am connected with you. I'm committed to you and I love you. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes loving you means saying goodbye. Oh, stop it. Yes. Yes, yes. Sometimes loving you means saying a healthy goodbye. Yes, and I'm going to love you over there. Yes, yes. ma'am. Because I'm not good to be in your life anymore. Mm-hmm. And you're not good to be in my life anymore. Listen, um, and I think I, when we had our, our lunch recently, I mentioned the, mm-hmm. the book that I was reading at the time was Tyler Perry's book. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I did mention that to you. Tyler Perry has um, Higher is Waiting is the book. Mm-hmm. where he talks about the tree mm-hmm. and how, you know, the tree, that if you look at a tree and you, you compare that to people that are in your life, you have the leaves, mm-hmm. right? And those leaves are there. And after a season, they fall. Mm-hmm. And those are seasonal people. And they're, they're great. They come in, you know, and then they leave and it's okay. And then he talked about the branches and the branches kind of stay a little longer, but then one good storm, mm-hmm. the branches fall off, mm-hmm. right? And then you got your roots. Mm-hmm. And the roots are the people you're talking about. Mm-hmm. The roots are the people they're anchored in. Mm-hmm. And that's where, and you have to know who's who in your life. Mm-hmm. And depending on whether they're leaves, branches or roots, That'll determine what kind of energy, what kind of commitment, what are you going to pour into that relationship? And like you said, sometimes you got to be able to say a healthy goodbye. And it doesn't need to, somebody doesn't have to be wrong Mm -hmm. for that goodbye to come in. It's just, we have graduated from this relationship. We've graduated from this experience, whatever I was here to serve in your life and that you were serving to here to serve in my life. We've done. But you know what, Kara? 
the mistake that individuals are making, and I don't know if we talked about this when we were having lunch, but it's coming up for me now, is that in every relationship that you have, sometimes individuals try to make everybody the root and everybody aren't meant to be the root. Sometimes they're just supposed to be the leaves. Sometimes they're just supposed to be the, the, the branches, but we try to graduate them to the root prematurely. And that's where we mess up. And that's where pain comes from. Come on now. That's where pain comes from. Because I will tell you in my personal life, I try, because now I'm divorced, mm -hmm. but you know, and, and I looked at it before I had the perspective of, of, uh, of Tyler Perry, I called it seasonal. There's people who come for a season, a reason, or a lifetime, right? And the pain I would always say is that if you're trying to make a seasonal person, a lifetime person, you're in trouble, right? And I, you know, because when you walk down the aisle, it's till death do us part, mm -hmm. right? And then it's like, you get someplace mm -hmm. and we're not both able to work on the weeds, right? Mm -hmm. And we're not both doing the, the work, right? And so it's like, okay, now we're here. Seasonal person that I thought was gonna be a lifetime person. What do you do with that? Mm -hmm. What do you do with that? And the pain. And then, you know, when I look back, I'm like, a lot of this pain was optional. Mm -hmm. A lot of this pain was optional if I just understood that, this was just a seasonal person and that's okay. Okay. It's okay. okay. And you can't make anybody, mm -mm. anybody a lifetime person or a root when they're not that. Mm -mm. Now, can they graduate to a root? Yes. I think if we're honest, there was a season where I saw you all the time because of the world that we were in. And then I went, years because I think I was we, each other. we said it was eight years since we had seen each other yes right? yes like been yeah, in the same so there's just some individuals that well god brings them back around you honor the time that you have with them yeah and if god decides that he wants you anchored in my life for the rest of it i'm open to that yeah I'm but you're not the one forcing anything. You're letting things come into your life as they belong. And I think that that's what, and it's a fear-based thing, really. Yeah. When you're holding on to people, holding on to situations, it's this fear of the unknown. You don't know what could go. Like you're just so attached to mm -hmm. this moment, this situation, but then you prevent yourself from living because mm -hmm. this is everything is temporary nothing in life is permanent mm -hmm. and when we can embrace that we can really live fully because right now where I am in my life you know I wouldn't trade that for where I was meanwhile where I was I was so attached to and I didn't want to let that go and all of this pain mm -hmm. because I was so married to this version of my life and this version of myself and all of that. And now that I let that go, a much bigger version of Kara emerged, a mm -hmm. much bigger life has opened itself to me. And, 
you kind of got to let that go to grab onto the next thing that God has for you. And you got to have that faith to know that there is more, there is better. And if you can approach life like that, then you're not so attached to right now, right? Mm -hmm. So, so you gave us a few anchors. You gave us the truth anchor, Mm -hmm. you gave us the heart anchor, Mm -hmm. and you gave us the connection anchor. So is that, is is that, is that what you share? And you have a fourth anchor. Okay. Two more. The fourth anchor is where you just lead us right into. It's that faith anchor. Mm. It's understanding that he is with us at all times. It's us that we have to decide whether or not we want to anchor in him. Mm. Yes. And so that faith anchor in the reason it's number four is because you can't really connect with your creator till you tell the truth. Mm. You can't really connect with your anchor till you have that heart to heart conversation with him. You really can't connect with your creator until you anchor in that connection with him. Mm-hmm. And it's those private moments that he only knows that you know it's him. And I'll tell you case in point, for many, many years, I remember as a child, and now I don't watch scary movies at all because I just can't, my heart can't handle it. But I remember watching this show called like Spiders and all these spiders, you would they would be everywhere. And I created a habit from a young age that I didn't even realize Jameson, I don't even think Jameson knows. Um, but that habit was, before I put on any closed toe shoe, because I saw in that movie many years ago, a spider went in there. I'm not afraid of spiders. I step on my spider. I mean, I step on my shoes before I put in my shoes. There's a spider inside. There's Because okay. <laughs> I ain't trying to go out like that. That movie came to teach me a spider could be in your shoes and a spider will take you out. <laughs> So one time I was checking my shoes and it was around the time I was wrestling with God. And he said, why don't you check in with me like you check your shoes? And I was like, woo. Nobody knew I was doing that. I myself didn't even realize I was doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What my creator knew that he needed to pierce me in my heart and check me with truth. Mm-hmm. So spending time with your creator is possible if you're willing to go through the process. Mm-hmm. And then that final anchor is restoration anchor, emotional well-being. Emotional well-being is the true definition of wealth. What society has taught us is that wealth is financial and it's not. Baby, the money comes when you anchor. Okay, honey. So free. Okay. <laughs> the money come listen the money, the money begs to come in let's come be- on now okay you know i said something I, I put a post and i don't know if people got it and it was um um people are not happy what was it again it was something around happiness but it basically was saying that happy people are wealthy. It's not wealthy people that are happy. You know what I'm saying? It's not the other way around. Because when you're happy, the wealth is coming because you're magnetized. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and I'll tell you, this morning, I'm just jamming in my room, cleaning, and I'm listening 
to gospel music and blessings and blessings upon blessings come on and i'm just like it's so right every time i turn around blessings and blessings but when i was in my run i denied my blessings because i didn't open up my heart enough to receive it listen when i tell you you're speaking like it, this is my, this is, this is what I know that I know that I know to be so true. That's why my time with God is non-negotiable. Like mm-hmm. I do not negotiate my time. And I think that the more you get anchored, as you said, what happens, and maybe you can speak to that, is the death of your ego. And I think that's when we turn that corner. That's when this emotional well-being that you're talking about, because it's no longer about what this personality that is Kara or this personality that is her Dean. We are showing up as light, as spiritual being, because I think that our ego is so closely tied to the personality that we know ourselves to be and that we're holding on to showing up as. But when you no longer have a desire to do that, mm-hmm. you there's there's all this freed up energy to just be a vessel and to be connected and to be anchored in your creator with your creator. And when you show up from that space, you can literally be like, let there be light. And yeah. that turns on, right? <laughs> you this this is what come up for me yesterday I was strolling through social media and I when you said ego I was like oh I took a picture of that yesterday and it says ego versus you or ego versus higher self ego wants to separate higher self want to unify oh yes ego wants to comp and be in competition higher selves wants to collaborate so when you step in the room with powerful women you ain't intimidated yes own who you are that's right and you celebrate them in truth because you're happy for where they're going or what they're doing because mm-hmm. see oh you realize that it's it's, a, it's an expression they are an expression of the same being that you're expressing in your in your personality, but it's the same. We're all doing the same work. We're all being utilized by the same force, just in our different paths. Mm-hmm. So why would I be intimidated by you? Are you kidding me? As a matter of fact, let me see how he's showing up through you so I can, you know, maybe <laughs> inspired a little and a little bit more. Maybe I have more in me that I didn't even When you have an overflow, I can be in it too. It also says ego chases, higher self attracts. Ego blames, higher self takes responsibility. Ego has pride, higher self shows love. Ego has jealousy, higher self has happiness for others. And it goes on. Yes. See, I'm living in my higher self. Yes. So baby, when people try to come and disturb my peace, I block, like I say healthy goodbyes. Mm -hmm. And I sleep at night. And I allow them still on my social media because I need them to see that I'm not operating in ego. 
I'm operating in higher self and higher self has a risk assignment much more important than what you are saying that's false. Mm. Come on now, her Dean Mercy. Hey, this was amazing. At the end of the day. Nuggets on the people. <laughs> This was amazing, amazing, amazing. So now, if the um, audience would like to find you, follow you, keep getting that good juice, good vibes you got, where can they find you? Everything is housed at herdeanmercier.com. That is herdeanmercier.com. On all social media, herdeanmercier. But where I really love to play is Instagram. And I respond to DMs and all that good stuff. Also, amazing gems all day, all day. Um, with the guests, you were a guest on the podcast called Redefining Grief. I'm redefining the grief in my life because the reality is I'm dying. And I'm so committed to wanting to live that I'm willing to die an emotional death so I can show up every day. Come on, somebody. Come on, church! And the people said, Amen! <laughs> oh my goodness, this was so awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for taking the time to come and share of yourself. I don't take it lightly that I get to do what I do and I get to connect with someone like you and I get to really um, take a bit of the well that is within you and that uh, we get to contribute that with people who are, because we are all having this human experience, living and hurting. And so, you know, everyone that gets an opportunity to hear um, these anchors and whatnot, you know, if, if even one person gets it, we've done our job. And so thank you so much for being on. Thank you for being who you are. Love you to pieces. I'm so grateful that you're in my life, girlfriend. Thank you, girlfriend. I will oh say God. this, girlfriend. I will be a disservice to your audience if I do not give them the definition of grief. Because oftentimes people think grief is just when someone dies. We ex grief is a normal and natural process to life. What is not normal is that we're never taught how to handle grief. And grief, we experience divorce, financial loss, moving, career change, retirement. Every time your heart breaks, you deserve to honor yourself by grieving. Put grief on your calendar today. Woo! All right, enough said. <laughs> Put grief on your calendar today. Thank you so much, Hardeen, for your time. Appreciate you so much. You were just listening to the Unfiltered with Cara podcast. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button to receive new episode notifications. Also, if you found value in this content, please take a moment to like, comment, and share it with those you love. Until next time, much love and light to you and yours.